2: Coming from your basement to your headphones Barely even know who we are But changing the unknown In a while the... Thank you for downloading the Podcastianos Now here are your hosts, Jordan Hall and Eric Wayne Welcome back to the Podcastianos Let's try this whole preseason camp thing again i'm jordan hall i'm joined as always by a man who refuses to play at a pro-rated rate it's eric wayne eric how are you buddy it's been a long
1: time i'm of sound body for sure of sound mind eh, yeah i suppose you know given the conditions in the world any level modest level of mental health is is good well to be fair what i don't say
2: i don't know that anyone accused you of being in too awfully sound of mind prior to um, a lot of the stuff that's happened recently, so I, I don't yeah, know that it's.
1: Yeah, it's a low floor. If you're, if I was a prospect, I'd be a low floor, low ceiling guy for sure.
2: <laughs> the best kind of prospect.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what you're after. Uh,
2: a lot of, a lot of life has has passed since the last time we we switched on the mic. What have you been up to? How, how are the tomatoes hanging? That maybe more importantly.
1: Uh, yeah, we're growing tomatoes. I've we've we've had um, some yellow tomatoes. We have a, a, a plethora, a multitude of different colors of tomatoes. Okay, so, so I'm not
2: good. a I'm not a gardening expert, but I'm pretty sure there's neither. To am be I. supposed to be red?
1: No. Well, we get some red ones too. You can get tomatoes in a lot of different colors.
2: That doesn't you know, sound you need
1: right. to open yourself up to diversity. Okay, it's like people. It comes, you know, it's a rainbow of tomato options.
2: Well, much like people, I, I actually don't really like any. A types rainbow of, of tomatoes. So I, I think I that's because
1: you're not a grown up. <laughs> <laughs> grown-ups like tomatoes <laughs> all
2: right fair enough um so so i've got to ask how have you filled like the tiger sized hole in your nightly schedule like anything meaningful or is it just other crap
1: <laughs> it's kind of a personal question but uh, <laughs> uh i like to watch the television show alone that's one of my favorites i don't watch a lot of tv uh, I like to browse the Twitter and watch ridiculous TikTok videos. While of course China watches me. I was
2: gonna say, yeah, I could definitely see you being uh, a TikToker. Maybe not, not maybe not a creator, but certainly a consumer.
1: Oh, consumer for yeah. sure. Um, otherwise, you know, just uh, trying not to become diseased. <laughs> that seems seems it's fair. A whole lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like... How about you? What are you doing? Uh,
2: so as of right now, I'm I'm trying to adjust to a completely new life. I think that's that's the big thing. Um, for any of you who missed our last show, which I literally can't even remember when it was, I, I moved. Um, completely different city.
1: You're a Hoosier now.
2: Yeah, completely different state for that matter. Yeah. Um, I spent the entire um, last, I don't know, what, 10 years of my life because I went to school in Indiana, making fun of the state of Indiana, as one does. Sure. Um, and sure enough, I live here now because that's that's how life goes. Um, but you know, so far so good. Can't can't complain. Um, as far as what I've been doing with my time, um, yeah, I, not not much. Uh, we discovered a new show. It's called. Um, I guess I don't know exactly what it's called, but it's it's uh, it's centered around extreme cheapskates. I feel like you would enjoy oh, this show,
1: like couponing and stuff like that. Yeah,
2: it's it's a little bit different in every episode. It's it's essentially just people who. Um, they'll haggle for things that you and I would think, oh, that's just a set price. Like if you want that item, yeah. you have to pay that amount of money. They'll haggle over it. So I got haggle over gas, um, which yes, yeah, kudos. I mean,
1: if you who can get known, if you can
2: get gas for 10 cents cheaper per gallon, I mean, yeah, who am I to say that they're the one living weirdly?
1: Now, are you accusing me of this because of my ethnicity, my heritage?
2: (laughs) Considering my wife also has such genius, I would never, never go down that road.
1: Okay, good, good. (laughs) Um, Yes. So uh, you've moved into a new place. Have you uh, gotten some new furniture? You know, gotten, you know, you have a desk together or anything like that? that...
2: Uh, I, we have gotten some new furniture um, from one of our favorite Swedish stores. My wife, Whitney, is actually of out of the- all the
1: Swedish stores that yes, you go to? Yes, that is my this favorite is... one,
2: yeah. yeah. Um, it happens to be in Canton, Michigan. Uh, had to go back to, to the Mitten to, to purchase said furniture. But yeah, my, my wife is in the in the living room, literally as we were recording this, putting my desk together. Um, because are you, are
1: you good with a vanilla wrench? <laughs>
2: I could not pick an Allen wrench out of a line. So so no, 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 I'm not. Um, Yeah. If, if, if it were to wait for me, uh, it would never get put together. It would most likely just go straight to the landfill. Um, But fortunately she's handy. All of the tools in our house she refers to as her tools. And I'm, I'm completely fine with that.
1: I feel like there's a lot of joke options. Yeah.
2: I thought, I thought of that as I was saying it, we'll, we'll edit this out.
1: Obviously, I appreciate you, all. You got man's got to know his strengths and, and limitations.
2: <laughs> yes, strengths opening laptops, limitations, the rest of it.
1: <laughs> there you go. So, um, uh, yeah, are we going to talk about the tigers? We we have some tigers to talk about, do we not?
2: Yeah. Let's let's just jump right into it. Um, so, there's been much discussion and and much debate about you know the whole restart thing, but I want to get yeah. to the heart of the matter. Just to start mm. with, how is mm. Johnny Kane going to give us those fan interviews that we all love and are so craving right now?
1: Not not a lot. of. It's hard to interview fans when there's no fans. Yeah. Gonna Isn't be, it?
2: Be, it's going to be real hard what, to find a, what a, is he gonna, a unicorn like, hat wearing fan.
1: I suppose you could Skype in. You know, you could have the Zoom.
2: I love Johnny, but even I. he, there's no way that he pulls that particular concept off and it comes across even remotely entertaining
1: i think everybody is a little fatigued with the zoom there was a little novelty factor at first that is
2: all gone. are you are you a zoom background kind of guy
1: i think if i was in a different professional setting for sure i'd be that guy i have a novelty zoom background every time but I, i really can't how about you what would you go with
2: uh, I would for sure go with um, I don't know the beach. I, I I know that's that's an option. And then I like and the then make jokes like like
1: the, like the distracted boyfriend and like the campy ones. That's what I want. I'm sorry. You go with
2: uh, what? I would I'd go beach and then then make jokes about you know Hey guys, it's here on the beach. You know blah blah blah.
1: Oh, clever! Like I'm on I'm on vacation. Yeah,
2: exactly. That's clever. That that's what I'm going
1: for. <laughs> Got your Hawaiian shirt?
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, so, as you all know, we are set to have baseball back in our lives here shortly. Um, Fake games being played at Comerica already. Um, getting yeah. the notifications on my phone from Evan Woodbury uh, every yes. day. So, baseball slowly coming back into focus. Um, Eric, has the has the layoff made you reevaluate your relationship with the game at all?
1: Um. Yes and no. Yes in the fact that you just you know you had to put it aside because even in the off season there was always transactions to think about there was always that rhythm that pattern even you know hall of fame time of year it was annoying but you're like oh it's hall of fame time of year and guess what soon it will be spring training again or whatever this was so weird because there was absolutely nothing you know everything was just on pause that pattern was completely gone and so it, from that point of view it was like okay you just set it aside you don't think about it that much but on the other side of the coin like i felt i like i was missing something that was extremely comforting in my life okay, if that makes any sense like especially with all this stuff going on and i, I kind of tweeted about this a little bit when they when the first inner squad games were back on tv like it was it sounds cheesy but it was a little emotional like oh man, there is some degree of normalcy. This is something that I've loved over the years that I've grown used to. And now it's here. And it was kind of like the smell of fresh bread in the house or like something that reminds you of home that's very visceral. And just be able to watch some of that Made me happy, so from that point of view, it hasn't really changed my relationship with it because I still kind of crave that familiarity and warmth. Yeah, I don't know how. How about you?
2: I would definitely agree with that. I feel like so. Uh, over the weekend, I was at Witt's parents' house, and and her dad had Fox Sports Detroit on, and it was the the Guy and, and Jared Weaver game. Yes. And before that, for the past I don't know a couple of weeks, I I feel like I had almost gotten to the point where I just like forgot to miss baseball. Yep. Like it, it was just so far gone. Um that it was almost like I, like you say, the the rhythm of the year. There's always yep. something that's typically going on in this particular month, whatever. Um and it was just it
1: was And you were busy, I mean so far it was gone that like
2: I I guess yeah, it really like I just forgot to miss it. But I feel like
1: right.
2: even even just the reports from Comerica, I feel like I'm already looking at it Uh, maybe less from an analytical side and more from just like the joy of the game. Like we get so wrapped up in like Avila didn't make this move. He didn't get enough for JD Martinez or, you know, we we love Boyd, but if he could just cut down on those home runs per nine, like it's easy to forget that ultimately we watch the Tigers every night because it brings something to our lives. Like, like you say, the, the familiarity, like the, almost the, the sound of summer like you know obviously yes. with 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 Matt Shepard it's a little bit different but you know Mario <laughs> and Rod like summer's growing up those were the two voices that that I heard sure. um and it's I don't know it it is nice to have like you say a little bit of that normalcy back
1: yep. and
2: hopefully unless things change we should have a lot of that norm- normalcy back here shortly
1: yeah maybe we'll talk about that more too you know it's It's crazy the reports that you hear out of this summer camp that we have now. Um, You know, in spring training, you'd say, oh, this guy is, you know, working on a pitch or this guy is really, you know, showing off his retooled swing or this guy came off a good year. He's going to hopefully have a good year. Now it's like uh, this person is diseased. Uh, This person is diseased free and can probably play. All right, like that's the extent of the scouting reports, and you're like, you know, I don't know about the spin rate on this guy's breaking ball. Like, he's healthy and alive and can pitch. And And you're like, all right.
2: I feel like the worst part of that is it doesn't even feel abnormal at this point. Like, that's just the the world we live in now. And I, I I mean, I guess that's something that we're just gonna have to deal with going forward. So it's good that we've reached that point. But yeah, it's.
1: It's yeah, really Daniel hard Norris had COVID and now we're all like, you know, you know, yeah, and well, okay. I hope, yeah. you know, maybe he comes back. <laughs> you know, it's so weird, dude. The whole world's weird.
2: Yeah, it really is. Um one more thing before we get into actual baseball. Um so we have, you know, last summer we had Tigers every night. So far we've had you know, summer with with no Tigers baseball We right. We've almost in our lifetime never had that direct comparison right um uh, have you like does its involvement in your life still hold merit as much as you thought
1: Uh, um yeah i mean yes and no i mean no in the sense that it's it becomes clear that it's not a priority right it's it's way down on the list of things that are important in your life. Um, but it still holds some sway in the fact that, yeah, you you crave it when when it's gone, and um, it's it's something good in your life, yeah, so I don't know, that's kind of where I'm at it. Was it knocked down a few pegs for you, you think? Oh, for
2: sure, yeah, definitely. yeah, um, definitely. yeah it, it's hard to describe like I would have always described myself as as a big sports guy. And then, yep. in over the course of the last three or four months, like you almost just morph into all right. Well, this isn't here, so you m- slowly move into different directions with your life. Um, not saying you're
1: like you get into artisanal baking or something like that in your case. <laughs> exactly. Or, you know, yeah, tomato like, growing, you know, macrame, or yeah. whatever. <laughs> Tupperware collecting, you know. Yeah,
2: but it's yeah. I I think it will all, you know, baseball coming back, especially for for people like us. It'll it'll be a very welcome distraction. Um, how do you feel about it, just in general? Obviously, there there's a million yep. little wrinkles that we could go on here. Um,
1: there's some big names that have come down, uh, Freddie Freeman. Uh, the hard-throwing um, closers, uh, Chapman and uh, Kel, uh, Kels, help me out. The Dodgers, the Holly Jansen. Throwing. yeah, thank you, Kenley mm. Jansen. Um, but there's a there's a couple dozen who have had it. Um, there is no guarantee that even this 60-game season gets all the way through, and in fact, people are. I don't know if they're being playful or being kind of snarky about it, but they're like, Oh, how many games do you get in or do we start? Or <laughs> it seems like people are holding this pretty loosely and I'd say wisely so pretty loosely. Yeah. What's your take on? It? I mean, are we are we gonna see this thing through hell or high water or <sighs>
2: That's a good question. So here's the thing. Like, obviously all the listeners know at this point that I'm a, I'm a big soccer guy. When the Bundesliga started in Germany, I thought, all right, we're going to get a game or two in and then it's going to stop. And it didn't, it kept going. The premier league in England that started, I don't know, a month or two later. I'm like, all right, if we can get a couple games in, it'll be great to see the, the boys play again. And it, it didn't stop. It's you know it's nearing its conclusion. Um, obviously, we're in a worse position here than they than they yep. are in Europe. That you know this, the situations aren't necessarily comparable. Um, right. But I feel like by and large, with these things, once the trains get rolling, it is hard to stop them. Um, yeah, I think I I think at this point, yep. I if we actually see first pitch on quote unquote opening day, that we will probably see it through to conclusion. Still not entirely sure we get to that point, though. So I guess that's that's where I'm at. Um, yeah. If we see any baseball, I wouldn't be surprised if we finished it.
1: Okay, I think that's pretty pretty wise. Yeah, once you once the horse is out of the barn a little bit, that thing's doing what horses do. Yeah, running, Will the
2: the risk to the players, the uh, people in the stadium, um, the the broadcast crews, will that be in your mind as you watch games?
1: You mean how different it is or like concern for their well being? Concern for
2: their well being. Like, obviously, it's yeah. going to be a completely different experience. Um,
1: well, I think <laughs> I do watch these, even these inner squad games, and it's kind of fascinating. Okay. Are they high fiving? Who's wearing a mask? Are they touching each other? Are Is there spitting? Is there, you know. <laughs> It's a it's a surreal experience because I don't know if you've had this, but sometimes when you watch old shows or movies and people are like partying or close together or a crowded restaurant, you're like, oh, yes, oh, I've had that same thought like, too. Oh, you yes. become hyper vigilant of this kind of thing. So I think I would, yes, be kind of aware of what's going on.
2: Yeah, I I completely agree. Like I, like we've said, I I don't know that we are at a point that those are the kind of things that you can overlook. Like that's, that's just the new reality. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I go, I go back and forth on this. Obviously it's going to be a personal decision for every single player. Um,
1: yeah. And some have opted out. Yeah.
2: And, and I have no problem either way. Like if you're sure. not concerned about it and where you're willing to just play through, then by all means, if you have somebody at home um, that you're concerned about and you want to, you know, see through like, I completely get that, too. Um, It's not, I I personally think that it's not the ball player's responsibility to give us some sort of entertainment or, like, a distraction so that we can get through that. That was one of the big things in Europe is a lot of the the governments wanted the soccer leagues to come back to essentially give the people something to do while they're stuck inside. Like, I think that's a super unhealthy way of looking at sport. but yeah it, it will certainly factor in and and I think that the uh the empty stadiums like you get kind of used to it watching soccer it'll be really interesting to see what it looks like um empty stadiums yep f- for baseball like you you can't pump in crowd noise like that's that's not exactly how baseball games work
1: yeah that's not the and even with soccer games I'd much prefer the non pumped in sound
2: well yeah that's just because we're nerdy and want to hear what the players and coaches are saying (laughs) i don't know if that's for spectacle reasons or not but yeah so i don't know i i obviously i'm not i'm not gonna not watch it um but yeah it's it's gonna be a completely different ball game just like just like everything else is in life right now
1: yep have you been watching the inner squad games at all
2: I haven't. Um,
1: yeah. I've, I've. While been, they happen during the day when most people should be working.
2: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I've, I've been following along Evan. I have text notifications every time Evan Woodbury tweets and he pretty much live tweets it. So that's, that's worked out okay yeah. for me. Um, yeah. So let's actually talk about some real life baseball. Um, let's yeah. talk about the catches. I feel like th- those are the two yes. big things that have have caught the imagination of Tiger Twitter. Let's start with your boy Derek Hill. Um He had the the catch in center field uh, about a week ago. At this point, yeah. Um, yeah. I texted you and I, I told you told you don't murder me for for sm- besmirching the name of your boy. But if Derek Hill had taken a better route. Stop to the fly ball, he probably could have camped under it and made a routine catch.
1: Now um, stop. That's being a little dramatic. Uh, was the route ideal? No, but he made a heck of a play. It was a great back. play,
2: but what is Derek Hill's calling card, his outfield defense? Did he catch the ball? He, to be fair, he caught the ball. I'll, I'll give him caught that.
1: Caught the ball. Caught the
2: yeah. ball. Yeah.
1: Now, did he bend over backwards and then, you know, uh, collide with the ground and require a barehanded recovery catch? Yes. A L- little bit. A little bit. Right. Is Delman getting there? <laughs> no. Okay. So, you know. the lowest stop. bar
2: possible. <laughs>
1: Is Ryan Rayburn making that catch? Even no. To be
2: fair, Rayburn might have made that catch. He would have made it look even more difficult, but he he might have made that catch. It's the one right at him that I'd concern with. Stop it!
1: Um, No, Hill is not necessarily my boy. I've been poo poo for little spoiler alert here, fans. I've been poo pooing him. Since the day we've drafted
2: him. I was going to say, I literally can't remember a time that you weren't I've been actively <laughs> anti-Derek Hill.
1: <laughs> you know why? Because he has always been like a 1 or 2 tool player for me. And you know what? It's still true. Yeah. Like, he's he not going to hit for any power. No. And not hit much. If he hits some, he's a big leader. Yeah,
2: he, but, it, but he's not going to.
1: Yeah, you've got to hit a little bit.
2: Yeah. And the thing about him is he... He's a long way into his minor league career to have shown no signs of a beginning to
1: hit. Yeah, everybody was like pumping him up. Yeah, you know, at Erie last year, he hit 248 or something like that. I'm pulling that. I Bring him up.
2: 248.
1: And, and everybody is like, oh, bro, yeah, he's really blossoming. And I'm like, oh, come on. I. He's got all the gifts in the world, right? If he can, if he hits a little bit, he's a big leaguer, right? I'm not diminishing his gifts, his tools, but uh, it's—I've been down on him since the beginning. Now, on the other hand, (laughs) there's somebody who I'm very not down on, and I'm very big on, and that is Mr. Riley Green. Oh. I am fanboying so hard. I, you know, I'm like, I'm like a teen girl. Squee. <laughs> I want nothing but Riley Green content. So good. He can hit. He can catch the ball. So good. I love Riley. Did you see his catch?
2: Oh, of, cou- of course I saw the catch. The catch, the catch was awesome. And then did you hear Gardenhire's comment about it after the game? No. What do he, he said something effective. Well, his arm didn't fall off. That's good. Guardy. (laughs) Guardy.
1: Just love the boy. He's so good. I mean, he came into camps, uh, you know, spring training this year. Hit the ball. He's crushing the ball. Minor leagues, hit the ball. Connecticut, hit the ball. West Michigan, Michigan. hit the ball. Hit ball. Hit, Hit the ball, catch the ball. He's doing everything. He's freaking amazing.
2: Yeah. He's I, amazing. I think the, the big thing with him is he hasn't looked overmatched no matter what no, the competition never. is. And that speaks volumes for a kid that was in high school like a year ago. I, I don't even understand how that, that works. Um, yeah. I've.
1: He's got the mind of a Zen master. Okay. Everything. He's he's flawless in every way. He's so good. Flawless probably. in
2: every way. Yeah.
1: Um, good I I just I'm nothing but fanboying Riley Green right now so don't I don't want to hear any arguments to the contrary. Don't tell me he's young or inexperienced. every moment that he's not playing for the Detroit Tigers is a waste of everybody's life. Riley Green is so good So
2: let's let's just jump right into that the, there is a mini season potentially coming you yeah you got 60 games. How yes. do you want to see things handled for a specific Listen. specifically for
1: the kids? Who, who's better right now? Cameron Maven or Riley Green? Uh, Riley I don't, Green. <laughs> I have don't, been there.
2: I don't know that I necessarily agree with that, but it's, it's not a your, million miles off.
1: Right. Uh, who's more exciting? Riley Green. Certainly Riley Green. It, who could possibly catch lightning in a bottle and you know, bring you Riley Green? Sure. Am I pinning all my fanboying and hopes on a teenager? Yeah, it's fine. Everything in this world is screwed up. Give me Riley Green. 24
2: minutes into the show and we have only talked about Derek Hill and Riley Green.
1: I don't want to hear anything else about anybody else besides Mr. Green.
2: So, okay, so this is, I mean, you want to see him with the big club on fake opening day?
1: Yeah, why not?
2: Yeah, I mean. Why not.
1: not? What are you going to do, wreck him? He's got the mind of steel. You can't (laughs) wreck Riley Green. When
2: you started the mind of, I thought you were going to say Steven Seagal. I'm like, oh, okay.
1: (laughs) Uh, Okay. Should he have more time? Are we going to send him to Toledo? There's no Toledo. There's no Erie. There's no nothing.
2: So realistically, the only thing holding him back from breaking camp in air quotes, with the, with the club would be service time, right? I mean, there, there is no point in not carrying him on the twenty six man.
1: You know, of all the worlds, uh, you know how many dumb things are in the world. Add to your list service time. It's well, dumb, yeah, obviously. But I how mean, how many it, times does that really come into play? Not that often. Maybe yeah, but, for Riley, it will because he's such a stud. I was gonna say but, if
2: if there was a way for it to come into play, it would come into play to haunt us.
1: For us, yeah, that's true. No, I. All right, I'm getting a little carried away, (laughs) but I'm still excited about him. No, he doesn't play with the big club right away, but he he's automatically in that taxi squad or whatever. Right. I mean, that's so.
2: Yeah. Uh. The the way I'm looking at this is I want to see two or three weeks, see what happens. And if we're nowhere near contention, which we probably won't be, then I want to treat it like spring training. I want three innings of whoever, and then three innings of of Manning, and then three innings of Mize. I I don't see any reason that we can't perfectly script this out so that all of the guys that we want to get work, in what way we want them to get work, do so. There's no reason... You're thinking
1: about draft picks again, aren't you? You want Uh, to tank for torque, unless, you know, but for next year.
2: Yeah, it it would be Kumar Rocker. We'll have to... We'll have to think of um, think of something that goes with with either the K or the R. Yeah,
1: yeah. We'll, we'll come back Sorry. to that one. We'll workshop that one. <laughs> uh, um, no, yeah, I, if you're gonna throw away a season, why not a sixty game one? I suppose. Yeah, there we go. So, you know, that's what, you know what I take the bad. That's loser talk. That's we are loser losers. We have had the worst no. record
2: in baseball two of the last three years. We are losers.
1: <laughs> you know no time like the present to catch lightning in a bottle it's 60 games anything can happen yeahs we started a out hot season. for the first what 12 games last year it could happen it, you know what we need we need a one game season. fewer games is the better
2: yeah for sure yeah definitely no I, I feel like the the second the the 60 game schedule came out I, I texted you and said what we what we really should have is Boyd Fulmer, Norris. Scubel, Manning, and Mize in a six-man rotation, and just let them pitch. Just let them get you know starts. Obviously, that's not going to happen with Norris. Different circumstances, and Fulmer's maybe not quite as far along in in his yeah. rehab than, than yeah. I would have thought. But
1: the uh, Tommy John's a tough thing, man. Yeah, and any knee yeah,
2: to... issues to go with it. But yeah. what is the point in running out Ivan Nova and Dario Agrizal and all of, and Jordan's and all these guys that we are going to throw Pretty out there? This.
1: I mean, but Let Zimmerman take his victory lap <laughs> or swan song.
2: Yeah. Um, let's see. He did
1: not look good in the inner squad game. I mean, he was getting hit and I'm surprised he wasn't getting hit harder because yeah, it just well,
2: didn't look the good. The factor of that is who was going up against him as to why the balls weren't getting hit harder. Yeah, maybe. It's not exactly well, like he was facing the Yankees. Ouch! Ouch. Uh, the this only, voice. the only other thing I wanted to talk about, Michael Fulmer, he is really trimmed down, best shape of his life. Have we, have we gotten oh, sure. that one yet?
1: I, you know, yeah, best shape of his life for sure. All that. What do you, what do you do? Have a plumbing workout in the off season? You think?
2: <laughs> All it's right. Not, you know. Is that enough real baseball talk, or can we go move on to your power rankings?
1: We'll do power rankings, and then if we do questions, there'll be more Tigers for for show. For well, show.
0: Emma Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
1: Hoer Rankings happens to be Tigers, too. We have a lot of Tigers. Okay. We need it. So, um, I had mentioned earlier there's been some inter-squad games. The first one I watched was broadcast by dan dickerson and dan petrie and they were amazing it sounded like they were having fun it was bantery it was so good the game after that that i watched was matt shepherd and jim price and i felt like it was a little bit of a step down Kind of step down. You don't need so, to have them right after
2: each other. Like direct comparison. That is that was poor planning. Like,
1: I don't during COVID times, I'm trying to turn over a new leaf and not intentionally dog on anybody. However, <laughs> <laughs> Matt Shepherd's call of like Riley Green's huge catch was he was talking about like the power of crone who hit the ball and then he tried to like save the catch call out of it and it just lost excitement now you're you're making this up and it's at live time you can speak to this more than anybody in this podcast um, but um it was it lacked a little excitement and it was a cool catch
2: to to be fair, I we watched 162 games of Matt Shepard last year, and there wasn't yeah. much in the way of excitement. He does some things well, don't get me wrong. Excitement's sure. not exactly one of them.
1: Okay, so this gets me to the point of my power rankings, and I have for you the top seven and bottom three familiar Tigers broadcasters of past and present. All right, this will be good. Okay, we're not gonna we're not gonna dig too far back in the archives. Do you know who? Pat Tabler or, uh, v- well, uh, let's see, Ty Tyson is? Uh,
2: no, no, because yeah, I'm under the age of seven. Or, Jerry yeah,
1: seven. Bob Elson, do you know any of these people? No. Yeah, okay. So that's why I kind of stuck to some familiar folks, names that you'd probably know. Well, thank you. This is for the youths. You're welcome. <laughs> um, starting out at number seven, and this might surprise you, is... Mr. Rod Allen. That doesn't and surprise so. me. Rod
2: brought a certain something to broadcast.
1: He did. He, I felt like he had a certain smoothness, like a certain pacing and rhythm that was very listenable to. Yeah, definitely. His points weren't always very like astute or poignant. Comprehensive, but, yeah. <laughs> comprehensive. <laughs> um, but uh, you could listen to him. Yeah, for sure. If you add it on the TV, he's not distracting you in any way, and it's fine. So Rod is number seven. Yeah, I can live with that. Number six is Dan Petrie, who I like a lot. I like a lot. He's kind of folksy. He's not uh, uh, bringing you too many hot takes, but his analysis is good. He's... um, You know, not one of these, well, back in my day, this is how you're supposed to play ball kind of guys. I mean, he feels kind of familiar and good.
2: Yeah. I like the MPG. I do not want any of the back in my day talk. And Yeah, I I would definitely agree. He's definitely on the the light side as far as that goes.
1: Yeah. Um, Number, what are we, five is Mario. Mario and Pemba. I liked Mario. I thought he did a very serviceable job. I thought he was very corporate and safe. Yeah, definitely. A lot of the time. I'd agree with that. But he was always um, good to listen to. Rarely ever, he I don't think he ever made a lot of mistakes or stuck his foot in his mouth. Always very polished and professional. If not very exciting at times. But he was, he was very good. I don't think I he like, dropped
2: any F-bombs on the air either.
1: Which is... A little (laughs) disappointed. Number four is Al Kaline. He used to uh, be the color guy on the TV broadcast. And I'd always love listening to Al Kaline. Um, When he was broadcasting, he was significantly younger. So I felt like his pace was even a little snappier and probably a little bit more um, topical at the time when he was broadcasting full time. But I thought he was good um number three was his broadcast partner who i loved even more and that was george kell do you you that was a little bit before my time little before your time george kell i thought was phenomenal you hear his voice like at the beginning of a broadcast and it was just brings you right back and he was um folksy a cool voice accurate um i love george Kell.
2: and that was probably your formative years too right like yeah there's just I, something that that goes with that like
1: it's part of your childhood. yeah yeah definitely uh, you know some of the other n- people i don't know who i named off at the beginning maybe for the old timers they'll feel the same way about that Mm. but for me george kell especially and and k-line but kell especially holds like a special spot in my heart so um number two is dan dickerson as much as i love riley green on the (laughs) baseball field i will forever be a dan dickerson fanboy i think he is phenomenal I really do. And I think we're going to look back when he hangs up his microphone and we're going to say, wow, we didn't appreciate enough who and what Dan Dickerson was all about. He (laughs) mixes in the modern statistical analysis in a way that's um, in-depth enough for Baseball nerds to kind of say, okay, yeah, that means something to me. But light enough where an average fan can say, oh, okay, um, I I get a little bit of what he's talking about. And that's informative to me, you know. And And it's incredibly hard to do. Incredibly hard to do.
2: Especially with Jim Price sitting next to
1: you. (laughs) Right. The excitement on big calls is amazing. The Just the banter of low energy or low action moments. He's still interesting when there's not a lot going on, which I, I I don't know how he does it, but I love Dan Dickerson.
2: Yeah, definitely.
1: Okay. Uh, number one, I'd
2: assume Ernie.
1: It is Ernie. Um, for the, for the reasons that I mentioned earlier, I mean, a lot of it is nostalgia, uh, you know, the voice of the turtle stuff and the folksy manner in which he spoke Um, The way he treated people, the dude's a legend, right? What more can you say about him? Ernie Harwell is a freaking legend. Boom. Okay. Bottom three. Third from the worst I have, Jim Price. I don't mind so much his delivery and his banter and stuff like that, but it gets a little repetitive. He has the same stock that he – hammers over and over. And yeah, I get that it's kind of humorous to hear the same thing and kind of oh the cliche of it's funny, but at some point you're just not contributing.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I don't think he's doing it to be funny, I think that's just no. a limited capacity. No. no. You're right. He, he's perfect right. on for me on radio cuz I listen to maybe a quarter of the games on radio and do the rest on TV. So right, yeah. if you're only so listening you're only... to him one out of every four games, it's a
1: little less noticeable. But yeah, yeah that's a good call. But he's still on the bottom three. Sorry, Jim. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, second from the worst is Jack Morris. Just because of the reasons that we talked about with the old school back in my day, they knew how to play ball, pitch to the score. You got to know, you know.
2: All that garbage just drives me nuts yeah, about Jack Morris. Definitely not a Morris guy.
1: He seems to have a lot of. Uh, now I get that he's a Hall of Famer now, but so much ego sometimes, and also the shared business with the twins, and just like, okay, go be with the twins then. I don't, whatever, two yeah. timer. Yeah. Like uh, Jack Morris just doesn't do it for me. Um, the worst, the worst broadcaster in recent memory.
2: I I honestly don't have a Morris would have been my guess So I I don't know that I have one here So
1: maybe this isn't fair to this guy Because he's been kind of a fill in But it's Craig Monroe (laughs) Craig Craig Monroe (laughs) is so bad (laughs) To be fair He's not a trained broadcaster But a lot of the other people on this list Weren't trained broadcasters either He is just kind of bad Yeah I don't know what to say Getting words mixed up and going off on things that I don't think are particularly important, and not saying things when you kind of need something so oh uh, i it, when Craig's on a broadcast, I'm just kind of like, mm, I'm not feeling it, yeah,
2: yeah the the players only broadcast last year, oh, oh my gosh, we didn't need any, of oh that. my gosh,
1: We need more Dan. Just give me Dan in a microphone. That's all I want. He Dan was a, he's he Dan's calling these inner squad games. It, they're scrimmages. I mean, there's nothing there, and it felt like, oh yeah, I'm hanging on every pitch because Dan is talking about it, and oh, yeah, you don't know. I don't want any Craig. Okay, that's power rankings. All that's all I got.
2: <laughs> that's beautiful. It's been a long time since we've had anything power ranked, so I'm I'm good with that.
1: Yeah, we did it. All right. What next? Did you see? Are you running? You see anything alongside? You have whole new worlds of things to see, new roads to conquer.
2: Yeah, I'll tell. I'll tell you what. It's if you can believe this, it's very different running in northern Indiana than it was in northern Michigan. It's almost like they're two very different types of, of, of landscapes.
1: In what ways? It's you know more people. Yeah, There're the definitely state. a
2: lot more people. A lot less um, trees and hills and all of those kind of things. More just Flat and and obviously I, I live in a city now, so that's very different than running along, you know, fifty-five mile an hour country highways. That's
1: true. But, do you feel a little safer? Like you're not gonna get hit by a speeding car?
2: Uh not so much. people I, I tell you what, people in this city drive like absolute maniacs. It's not like your typical Chicago, like I'm just gonna right. do whatever I need to because it's the city and that's what people do. It's just right. people do Doing stupid crap all the time. So anyway, I've, well,
1: do you have sidewalks though? Yeah,
2: I, definitely. Oh. But I still have to. I cross a couple main streets. Those are those are really the only bones of contention. Um, but yeah, no. There. See, there's, I never,
1: I never run far enough to cross a street. That's why I feel safer. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> That's how you got to do it.
2: No, but the the sidewalks are are very interesting here. After the Fourth of July, there was so much like firework. Um, mm. Remnants just chilling on the sidewalks everywhere. Shrapnel. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. It was, it was actually really funny shrapnel. to see. I'm not like a fireworks guy, so I'm like, what is ah fireworks? Yeah. So, okay. um, but the go ahead. No. Uh, the the big thing that I saw within the last uh week or two. Um I actually saw a lady under So we have a lot of Canadian geese here. We, your your old friends. They're everywhere. They think they own the place and they're they're mean suckers. Um uh, but there they're was not actually
1: even Americans. Get out of here. I don't understand. Canadians geese. are supposed to be the friendly. The borders closed. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here!
2: But there was a lady under one of the bridges, uh, just straight up Home Alone two style bird lady feeding the Canadian geese. I'm like, oh.
1: what are you doing? These things suck. What was she feeding them? Poutine? Brett. <laughs> no bread.
2: <laughs> no, no, I, no, no poutine. I'm, I'm not sure that uh, poutine was in the budget. But no, she had just like the, the big loaf of white bread. She was just going to town on them. Ugh, just wolf. Stupid geese. Geese are the worst.
1: I, you know, I'd tell you stories about, but I don't want to get reported for harassing waterfowl, so better not tell I, any I stories. I think if the if
2: the Fitchless. waterfowl harasses you first, it's okay.
1: They're angry cusses, aren't they? Yeah,
2: I've been hissed at so many times. And here's the thing, like, I'm not afraid of it, because, like, you know, you kick a, a kick a the goose in the face, and it's it's not going to be a problem, but it's still unnerving. Sure.
1: I've had swans chase me in a boat. Swans are mean. Are they fast? Like surely you
2: can outboat yeah. the swan, right? Um yeah, I suppose. I guess it depends on how many people are in your boat. Well I was
1: on a I was like on a sea dew and it was a no wake zone. So mm. I might have waked a little bit to outpace the swan. They're tanks of death. Swans. Okay. Enough waterfowl talk. We'll move on to landfowl.
2: Um, yeah. So let's, let's hit the Twitter questions.
1: Yeah. Am I reading or are you reading? No,
2: you're reading. You're reading from okay. here on out. <laughs> oh, Read, reading's hard.
1: Okay, uh, starting at the bottom, so this would be the newest, David fleece says, uh, would you rather see a terrible team of athletic rookies that may not hit well, Green, Hill, Torque, etc or the current lineup that is projected?
2: I mean, I I gotta go with... Well, I guess it depends on what you want out of the season. If you want Kumar Rocker, then give me all the Harold Castro. Um, if you want to enjoy life for the Harrison next good <laughs> we know exactly who Harold Castro is I don't care that he's gone six for nine in <laughs> summer camp we you know, know who Harold.
1: kind of trying to like prop him up or whatever a little bit I was I kind of wasn't feeling
2: it yeah there was there was a tweet from the Tigers account I don't know a couple months ago that was talking about bet your utility guy can't do this <laughs> like what why are we propping Harold Castro other teams he wouldn't even be at Triple A. Anyway,
1: he's not even like the top one most exciting Castro we have. Probably not. Anthony. Well, he's not in the top two best Castros.
2: I don't know. Him and Anthony are right there.
1: Willie and
2: Anthony. I'll I'll get Willie is a clear number one. The other two are fighting it out for for two. Yeah.
1: Wait till you talk about Alcantara's later. Okay. Um, let's see. Where are we? How long do you see the season going before COVID rears its head and either shortened slash canceled the rest of the season? We kind of talked about that. Yeah. Okay. Who is the most attractive player on the Tigers roster? Riley Green. <laughs> this just took answer. a twist. It
2: was it was one thing when it was just loving the, the, the baseball player. Now He's, that we've crossed into appearance, I'm starting to get a little uncomfortable. He is a minor. <laughs> he.
1: <laughs> the man is flawless in every way.
2: No, the answer is Daniel uh, Norris, right? It wow, has to be just Norris. Be,
1: just because Chris Shelton isn't on the team anymore. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Bonderman's not around. Yeah.
2: Uh, the, the bald oh. look can work. It works for Bonderman. Kind of. Yeah.
1: Mr. Troy, uh, Jeremy in this case, asks... I'm all in on Riley Green. I like this tweet already. <laughs> Does this mean he's likely doomed to fail? No.
2: <laughs> because, of, because of the mind? He's
1: got a mind, like a, like a tack, so sharp. <laughs> Crawljacks asks, is Cabrera going to win the Triple Crown? Now, now this is kind of an interesting question. Um, the answer is <laughs> yes. no, no. But why, why might it be yes? Because uh, it's a short season. Yeah, there you Anything. go. Short,
2: small sample size. No, there, Anything I think it can
1: happen at 60 games.
2: There is zero chance that he will win any of the categories.
1: Yeah. Speaking of small samples, though, I watched a couple of his at bats in the inner squad business, and he looked late, slow on fastballs.
2: Hmm, That's not something we've seen recently. Hmm. 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 It's maybe is that just a a new new reality? Hmm. I'm hmm. No. just yes. kidding, Miggy. You you've been amazing. I will. I will forever bite my tongue about you because you are the the he best. He doesn't look slim. He. There's more to being a good baseball player than being slim. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs>
1: Lynn Henning's going around looking at skinny men and the supermarket boy. He looks like a player. He looks gaunt. Mm, Run him up. Uh, Joko underscore PDT asks, what's your favorite summer camp activity? you a big summer camper?
2: No, I hated summer camp. I'm, I'm I, very much a, like I want to do what I want to do when I want to do it. I'm not waking up at 7 in the morning to like go canoeing or something outside. Forget about that. I, w-
1: I was traumatized by summer camp. My parents sent me alone when I was too young. And, oh, okay. I, I bad summer camp. But there is an answer to this question. The favorite summer camp activity is box hockey. Are box you familiar hockey. with box hockey? No. <sighs> this, this sounds like nonsense. No, it's like, uh, like a tube, like two by eights form a box on the ground and there's like partition in the middle and there's like holes cut in the partitions and you play with a stick, like a hockey stick with a blade cut off and the, you know, for a puck, you just have like a, like a wooden, wooden cylinder, like a hockey puck. And you play against your opponent who has a similar state. and you just try to whack the cylinder, the puck through your opponent's goal. It's kind of fun. Box hockey, look it up. All
2: right, uh, I'll go with capture the flag. Something maybe a hair a bit more yeah. conventional.
1: Yeah, you look a little, you look a little fast enough for that. I was a little too chubby for a little <laughs> capture the flag. Uh, Tyler Davenport asks. Who is the biggest sleeper in spring training? Biggest sleeper in spring training? Yeah. Greg Soto looks like he sleeps a lot. Oh, my gosh. No, we are not
2: going down the Gregory Soto thing again. No,
1: he just looks sleepy. Uh,
2: (laughs) Hang on. I I do want to talk. actually give a semi-serious answer here. There's two guys that I'm really interested in in this 60-game season. Jamer. And Kristen Stewart, we need to figure yeah. out if these two guys are guys yeah. for the future or if we can just ditch them. I hope that they play all 60 games. We get an entire 60-game sample size, and we find out one way or the other. I have my That's suspicions, but I would like to see it borne out.
1: Yeah. yeah, Jamer has already bounced up and down a little bit, so it's kind of getting to be decision time for him. um the one guy that no the the one guy that no one is talking about that should be on the team are you a nolan blackwood guy
2: no i mean if he makes the bullpen then bully for him i don't (laughs) there's not exactly a ton of um guys that i'm gonna get real fired up about out in that bullpen um I, i feel like maybe buck like, I mean, obviously he's going to be on the yeah. roster, um, but I think he's going to be a key piece for the for the team this year. And he hasn't really gotten a lot of, you know, he's he's a middle reliever. Those guys don't tend to fill a lot of column inches, but um, I think he's maybe gone a little under the radar in camp so far.
1: You know who else? No one is really talking about, nope. and that is Joe Joe Jimenez. I'm sure
2: Joe's probably talking about Joe.
1: But. <laughs> <laughs> And if you've been talking about Joe Jimenez, Joe Jimenez knows about it. <laughs>
2: Just kidding, Joe. I, I love you. I'm sure. I'm sure yeah, you're I, listening I, to this.
1: Thanks for tuning in, Joe. Uh, let's see. Um, Jeff Wiggins asks. You says this is a statement. You should power rank your power rankings. I did that like a dozen
2: episodes ago. To be fair, good. you did ask for statements. So I did. I did. <laughs>
1: Okay, uh, Pizza Slayer, who is jslah0809, asks, which current tiger do you think is most likely to be spotted at Russ's restaurant after taking in a Maroons game? This is some subcultural humor (laughs) that nobody outside of West Michigan is going to get.
2: All right, we have a lot of West Michigan listeners. Go for it.
1: I mean, the answer is Don Kelly. (laughs) That should tell you what you need to know about Russ's. (laughs) Ah. They're not serving anything stronger than coffee at Russ's. It's a good place for a cream puff and some pie. It's a good old family. Russ's. Um, Joel, Joel T. Frank says, I'm in SB. I'm assuming that means South Bend. Does Jordan need anyone to watch games with? (laughs) It's a a
2: very kind (laughs) offer. Say say that again?
1: You know, hold hands together and... Like hang out with. Do you know Joel T. Frank?
2: I can't say I do. It's a very nice offer, Joel. I, I,
1: we'll
2: we'll see how the summer goes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. The other Troya, the second or third best Troya asks. I, I, his name is
2: Anthony. He he does have a name. He's not just one of the Troyas. Yeah. All right.
1: After the layoff, what what kind of shape are you both in? Oh, I don't want to talk about this.
2: You're not in good shape. I thought you were. I thought you were moving I in the right was. direction.
1: Oh, I was before COVID. I was in super good shape. Like, I was the best shape of my life. But, you know, the gyms are closed. I can't do that. And uh, the home gym is not quite the same. And if I only, tend to stress eat.
2: If only there was an exercise you could do outside for free that is always open
1: <laughs> hmm. Car- cardio. Hmm. I'm always doing cardio. Gotta get swole.
2: <laughs> gains.
1: <laughs> get Don't look gains. I the games, bro. Uh, um yeah and then Adam Dubin says the best shape of their lives wrong um <laughs> there's a lot of banter here going on um let's uh, Nick Snow asks let's get some Mark Fidrick comments on the anniversary of him starting the 76 all-star game tell what was the 76 all-star game like Hall
2: I loved it it was it was riveting <laughs> definitely there was some some pitching some hitting um a couple throws
1: you can tell you're a broadcaster because you are good at BSing. Um yeah, it's a little before our time. I mean, I think it was fifty percent uh, good pitching and fifty percent sideshow. Was I mean that, that, that was, was what
2: so when you exciting. were in college?
1: Laugh it up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't that. Um Anthony An- oh, excuse me, Andy Holt asks, Now the season is finally going ahead and Hall is settled in a new home. Will there be regular episodes of the podcast, Ianos?" uh maybe we'll see also hopefully are your expectations of the tigers higher because of this shortened season yes no <laughs> <laughs> no small there's always a chance yeah and chip that- in a chair
2: that being said, going uh, there will be an episode next week. You are out. I have Jules Posner. Uh, many of you guys know him from, oh, from sure. Twitter, Twitter. writes for Forbes. Anyway, he will be joining me next week.
1: Um, I will be in the great wild north of Michigan's fine Upper Peninsula. Mm. They,
2: the,
1: they haven't closed the border to the Upper Peninsula yet. Still
2: Michigan. It would be no big loss.
1: <laughs> the gratch still says you can go there. It's fine. Riley Green content only, I would assume, says Dan Kelly.
2: I mean, pretty pretty much.
1: A lot of Riley Green content. Uh, Robin Runyon asks, What's your favorite Don Kelly moment in Tigers history? And there is an answer to this for me. You have a favorite Don Kelly moment?
2: I mean, I think my favorite Don Kelly related content is the screenshot of the closed captioning that says (laughs) they can't stop Don (laughs) Kelly
1: it's pretty good i like also when he picked up prince fielder or (laughs) prince fielder more likely jumped into his arms and he didn't have a choice it was either carry him or collapse into a mush pile Donnie
2: was like oh i I guess i'll hold (laughs) you
1: that is not the best don kelly moment though my favorite don kelly moment and i laugh every time is when he met the survivor of the black bear attack (laughs) There was a girl in northern Michigan who survived, who was attacked by a black bear and she came to a game and she wanted to meet Don Kelly and every time I think about it, I imagine this bear attacking this young girl and I think of her saying I need to live I, I must live to see Don Kelly and it happened for her now is this a fictionalization of what happened? Absolutely. Maybe. We don't know. <laughs> it makes me smile every time I read the Don Kelly meets bear attack survivor story. It's just so good.
2: Who says it's... dreams don't come true?
1: Don. Don is a dream maker. Uh, Lord of Winterfell, Tim in the North, asks, oh, no, Trump or Biden, who has the better first to third speed? This is a non-political podcast, Tim in the North.
2: Honestly, I can't really imagine either of them like running. Can you? Like, just e- not even first to third, just at all. Right. I mean,
1: it's got to be objectively. It's got to be Biden, though,
2: right? I, I mean, in theory, it's
1: thinner, a little, a little more mobile.
2: That's that why we got Kanye in this race. <laughs>
1: oh no. Uh, Mitch from Michigan asks, I've never wanted to know anything more. Oh, that's, I don't know what that means. Oh, that's about the Russ's tweet. Sorry, you don't get to know any more about Russ's. Um, oh, it's, it's okay. We'll, we'll edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> no, you won't. <laughs> CJ Tennant asks, please recap what you've seen in the latest restart for those of us out of market and unable to watch the Inner squad games. Um, I love the inter-squad games, actually. You get twice as many Tigers in the same amount of game. Is that good or bad? Oh, it's so good. So good. And I love how they just make up the rules as they go. Like, ah, two outs. Psh, close enough. Oh, that went a little quick. How about four outs? Yeah, that's fine. Whatever. Is this a ball or strike? Yeah, doesn't. There was a little bit of bickering. Um, Jacoby was being tagged. And he's like, oh, no, I was safe. And there there was a little playfulness. And that was kind of fun. Sounds fun. Sounds delightful. Uh, Christopher also asks, any thoughts on CAS decision to overturn MCFC ban? Oh,
2: it's It's crap. That's what it is. It's, It's absolute garbage. They should be thrown out of the competition.
1: Who... I saw that Man City was getting a reprieve. Yes. It's... And I was like, this is the world's least surprising thing.
2: Yeah, for like, sure. So to recap off. for anyone who, who cares but doesn't know, Man City was banned from the Champions League. It was overturned by the what Court of Arbitration for Sport, which is actually a real thing in Europe. Um, so they will be back in it and it sucks. Um, they're guilty. I'm, I'm sure of it. I don't actually know what they're uh, charged with doing, but I'm,
1: <laughs> but they're you know, guilty.
2: They're for it. sure. Guilty.
1: Yeah. Them Scumbags being, being declared unguilty is like the world's least surprising thing. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It was, it was you always going to happen. want well, the money. Yeah. Money.
2: I'm sure, I'm sure they spend too much money. That's, that's probably what they did.
1: Money Clowns. gets you in and out of a lot of problems. Money. Yeah, that's true. Hey, okay. Fritz Klug asks, this is our last question by the way. Okay. Which player would you like to quarantine with?
2: I I'll go Nico. Nico's probably the coolest dude on the, on the team. It I prefer to hang out with cool people. I mean, that seems to seems to gel.
1: I would say my least preferred would be Daniel Norris because he has COVID. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That would seem like a bad choice to me. <laughs> like maybe not him.
2: Fair enough. <laughs> uh,
1: which player? Uh, Riley Green? I I don't
2: know. That, that feels like a very <laughs> a very bad situation.
1: Let's see who. What are my choices here? Uh, Castros. Uh, Cabrera? Eh, mm. I don't want any of the. How about Frank Schwindel? You know a lot about Frank.
2: I'm, I'm going to go on a limb and assume a he's, a, he's a
1: Southern boy. I don't know, Funko, farmer. How about Shaoqing? Oh no, Shaoqing Zhang. Wouldn't that be kind of fun to quarantine? You get to know about somebody else's life from a different part of the world. Yeah, that actually Exchanger would be. horizons. It's, That's a good answer. Yeah,
2: like that. You say that about your own answer, but yeah, it is a good answer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow, Eric that was brilliant yeah. thank you Eric yeah. appreciate that I don't know what what else do we have for the people for, oh well, there's one more question John our boy John Fine asks give me the top Tigers top five Tigers outfielders of the last 25 years
2: that's a very specific and in depth question yeah
1: really ah
2: uh, alright let's just throw out some nominations how about that
1: bag Baglio
2: Yeah, that seems fair. Um, Curtis Cespedes, Cespedes was was there for such a short time. I have a hard time throwing him in there.
1: Okay. Um, John Jones. (laughs) Stop it.
2: Uh, This was more your era, but Higgy was pretty solid out there, right? I guess. I don't know.
1: He was almost a little. Yeah.
2: I mean, it was relative to the rest of the team, of course. Um, I would say
1: Baglio would be the best. Yeah, probably. I don't know. I'd have to look at the list. Who probably Tory Hunter? Tory
2: Hunter. Yeah, I was thinking Austin Jackson, but Tory definitely had a Tory oh, Hunter more substantial Tigers career. I remember when those two used to get off to hitting like 450 the first two months of the year and then would both end up hitting like 240. Uh-huh. Good times. Now we just have guys that are just 240 all the time. <laughs> <laughs> if there's like, no shenanigans you yeah. just
1: know. <laughs> All uh, right, that's Twitter questions. Thank you, friends. Thank yeah. you for your submissions.
2: I think that's a pretty good place to leave it uh, for the show tonight. We did a lot of work. Yeah, we did a lot of work. Um, if you want to get in touch with the show, you can on Twitter. I'm at Jordan Hall 23. Eric is at. What are you at now?
1: Eric Wayne's brain.
2: Okay, yeah, I had that. I had that memorized when we were doing shows regularly. Um, I had to think so a podcast, Janos, um, and. If you want to, uh, please take the time to leave us a review on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. Um, Anything else to say to the people before we get out of here for the week?
1: Hey, be healthy, be well, and more importantly, be kind to your neighbor, no matter how you feel or think. Um, I had a wise mentor say to me today everybody is um, not their best self these days. It's starting to be a grind. So just be patient and magnanimous and compassionate with others.
2: I feel like given the what we've gone over in the last couple of minutes, I have to ask, was that wise mentor you?
1: You know, I was saying to myself the other day, <laughs> yes, yes, my own – you know, I, it just sounds better if you say somebody else said it about you.
2: Or that you read it in a magazine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I read this really brilliant author that, you know, that I read in my journal that said <laughs> –
2: with that being said we will catch you guys uh, next week and eat them up tigers eat them up goodbye
0: imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time